Welcome to Parenting Without Getting Up, the podcast with three dads talking about fatherhood, life, and pop culture. My name is Will. I'm Josh. And I'm Rob. Welcome everyone to Parenting Without Getting Up. We're on episode 17. Uh, we're glad you joined us this week. It's, uh, well guys, it's been a busy week for me. How about you guys? What's been going on? Yeah, really busy for me. Yeah? Oh yeah. What, uh, what have you been doing? Just still adjusting to a new kid in the house. Yeah. It's been interesting. And uh, work, just seems like my life just consists of work and kid. work, come home, sleep. Yeah. All right. Okay. Rob, how about you? Getting ready for my brother's wedding on on Saturday. Right. Yeah. He's he and his fiance. The, well, they're technically they're technically legally married, but we're doing the spiritual wedding on Saturday. Yeah. At your so parents' I, house. I was yeah. called the wedding because they are taking vows and yeah, they're not yeah. exchanging rings, but you know they're going to tie the knot. And you're officiating that, right? I'm officiating. Yeah. yeah. So, I told some friends I was do, going to a you know my brother's wedding, and they they intuitively knew that I was going to do the. The ceremony. They oh just, yeah, I just knew like that makes total sense that you would do that. So. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and they're flying up from like the Houston area, right? Yeah, they're landed today. Yeah, they should be here. Oh wow, okay, they're from Texas. Yeah. I know we're doing a dinner tomorrow night and then the, a ceremony on the weekend. So, so that's since cool. they're not going to hear this until after, well, it depends how early, I, how fast I can get it <laughs> edited. Maybe if I. If I stayed up all night tonight and got it edited, I might do it, but I really doubt that's going to happen. So I'm going to throw in a little surprise that's Texas and Washington related. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he was, I, this shocked me, like what, it was it a year ago, two years ago, when they moved from Texas down to, well, from Washington down to Texas? Yep. Yeah, that was just like kind of out of the blue. Oh, by the way, big, we're yeah. moving. Where to? Yeah. Texas. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So I know I'm going to make them pledge their loyalty to the Seahawks. To the Seahawks. Okay. I mean, that's what he asked for birthday gifts were a Seahawks baseball cap. Oh, because he misses the... Because they're tried and true Seahawks fans from up there in Edmonton, or Everett, where, they, where he lived, so... Yeah. Well, yeah. it's it would be what, the Oilers right down there, right? Whatever. Is it still but the Oilers? Yeah. I think so, in Texas. Yeah. And Houston. I mean, there's the Cowboys, of course, in Dallas, but... So, so we're, yeah. I'm going to flip this little surprise into the toast, you know, when they do a oh, yeah? toast at the so wedding. So, can you tell us since... I'm going to lasso them. You're going to lasso them. Because they're oh. practiced. Well, I'm really not going to be far away in lasso. Okay, I'm, good. I guess I could. Have. Do you need to borrow a lasso, Charlie? My kid's got one. Charlie's got one. He does? He's got like a real proper lasso, yeah. He got brought it home from Cub Scout camp from the... from the, uh, the, the Oh, that's much Creek better than what Ranch. I was going to do. Please. Yeah. That's awesome. Yay, yeah. Charlie. Yeah, we can uh, we can get you a, uh, a lasso or a lariat or whatever else they call, whatever they call it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that'd be cool. And uh, because he was actually at Cub Scout camp, they had a little uh, kind of like little sawhorses with like um, steer heads on them. And so you could, the kids were out there, they'd buy the lasso at the Cub Scout store for like 10 bucks. And then they'd go out and they'd so practice cool. with them out in the street and in the, in the main street, they called it. So it's pretty cool. So my idea is if they're going to, if you want to make a toast, you have to come up and grab the last the lariat. The oh. lasso. And that's yeah. Yeah. Make cool. a toast, ask him a question. Cool. I'll have him on the spot. All Very right. Nice. That's pretty cool. That'll you'll be ne- fun. You'll never guess, but I'm about to reference a movie. Oh yeah. Have you seen Coming to America? Eddie Murphy? Oh, oh sure, one. yeah. 
That was funny. You need to memorize the scene with, uh, you know, I didn't come here to preach to you today. You know, but <laughs> I don't remember that one. Oh, come on. We're standing in front of the guys. And I mean, it's been like probably 15 uh, years since I've seen that That's movie. what I want to do in a wedding. Like, that would be cool one but day. But you know. The coolest. I saw this online. Somebody recorded it. Uh, the coolest for uh, uh, like the reception afterwards. Apparently, the groomsman of this wedding was a huge fan of the movie The Three Amigos. Have you seen The Three oh, Amigos? Oh, Steve Martin? <laughs> yeah. So, his three groomsmen were dressed up. In, so, for those of you who haven't seen this movie, it's Steve Martin, Martin Short, and uh, Chevy Ron. Chase. Yeah, it is. Cap- that is yeah, Cap- and they, it takes place like in the 1920s, I guess, or maybe even earlier than that. But they're silent screen star, silent screen stars, and they play kind of like these Lone Ranger type wealthy Spanish landowners that live in Mexico and and fight for uh, justice and so on. But they're really dumb, and they get end up down in Mexico for real, thinking it's all, all, all they're going to be paid to put on some show, and it turns out it's not. But uh, anyway, really uh, dumb. So there's a scene where they walk into the cantina, and they the people in the cantina think that they're really, like, really bad guys, and they end up doing, like, this really silly little musical number in this cantina. So uh, these guys apparently at this wedding, the groomsmen uh, got dressed up in like the full on kind of mariachi looking outfits and they did the whole song and dance number that they do. And I mean, it was really funny. Me me and my good friend, uh, our mutual friend, so my good friend's other good friend. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He was getting married and his favorite movie is Dumb and Dumber. So me and Pete, we literally spent, I have it, I'll bring it over next time. We spent some serious dough on blue and orange tuxedos <laughs> with canes and top hats. and uh, Frills? Everything. Yeah. Every, I mean, the blue shoes, everything. Like, I have it all in my house right now. Because we spent, it wasn't like a Halloween costume. We were like, oh, we're going to do this all the way. And yeah. um, basically, we came in um, sword fighting with our canes <laughs> to kind of mimic the scene at Dumb and yeah. Dumber. And, uh, That's too Turns bad. out, though, his his wife is extremely, like, PG movie only. Oh, wow. Mentality growing up. So her and her family had never seen the movie. It must have been bizarre to them. They thought it was the bizarrest thing. Yeah. That, what are they doing? I don't understand. Well, he's, like, literally can't breathe like you were earlier. He's laughing. And uh, that's pretty comical. I Is it just me or is it, like, I think that the... The wedding belongs to the bride, but the the reception should belong to the groom, right? Oh, for <laughs> they should sure. be on the, yeah, or at least maybe it's the groom's groom's the groom's men, the friends. Yeah, we so. had a, I had a good time at my night before the wedding. We that was yeah. good times. Yeah, boy, we got we got sidetracked fast. That was um, completely yeah. off subject, but I um, uh, well, not necessarily yeah. earlier today. But. Anyway, but hopefully, uh, hopefully. Your brother's, I think we can say his name is Doug. Hopefully Doug is, uh, will have a good time at his reception and little wedding ceremony. Little wedding too. He's, I think so. He yeah. has to do minimal stuff. Just say yeah. I do. He asked me to do a play, make a playlist of mostly country music. I guess that's what happens when you move to Texas. You start listening to country music because I don't think he listened to it before then. So but <laughs> country music and also some standards and stuff like that. So I've been working on that. I got to finish that off, but. That's pretty cool. So I like to do that. So music for the party. 
Yeah, but that's cool. Yeah, so we're doing that this weekend too. It should be a pretty busy weekend, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully the yeah. party keeps going. We did. This past week, I took my boys on a little adventure. We went to go to a swimming pool, a little local nice pool here where they have, they call it a leisure pool. It's like a zero, starts out as a zero depth and and then uh, goes in. It's got a lazy river. It's got like a two-story slide. It's it's really cool. And I've been promised them for like about a month, maybe six weeks even, that no, we'll go soon, we'll go soon. And I even bought them um, face masks, um, swim masks. So that cover their nose so they can go underwater and not have to worry about plugging their nose and all that. And they were uh, all excited to go. We we packed up. We got there at like it opens at one to the public and we got there like at two o'clock in the afternoon thinking we'll still have plenty of time. We the the building is open. It's in a big community center and the it's open. We go to pay our daily fee. And it says, oh, OK, just to let you know, just as I'm about to hand in my debit card to pay for the fees. And he's reaching for it. And he goes, oh, and to let you know that the swimming pool is closed. I'm like, they were so disappointed. They were like, kind of like heartbroken in a way because they'd been waiting weeks to go swimming. And so we, I got on my phone. We sat there in the parking lot. And honestly, one of my kids, I won't say which one, was practically in tears because he had been promised we would go swimming. And so I got on my phone. I looked in the area for like a similar type of another one that was kind of like that. There wasn't anything. So we drove an hour to go to a pool uh, and uh, we went and we had a great time. It had a wave pool, which ours doesn't have. And so that was kind of fun. We got to like every half an hour or every, every half an hour, the waves would start for about 10 or 15 minutes. And then, uh, then they had had three big slides and they went down one of them. Uh, The other two were too big, but uh, yeah, we got to spend a lot of, we spent a couple hours there, two, three hours and, and then after that, we went out to dinner at one of our favorite restaurants, all while my wife was working, and then went to a Cub Scout meeting, a leader meeting uh, afterwards. So we went out, and we had a good time. But it was a really cool, impromptu. I mean, we meant to just go swimming and and then come home, and we didn't do that. We had drove so far to go swimming, which normally my kids don't like sitting in the car for an hour. Uh, you know, they get bored. And so, but they were, okay, I guess, I guess we'll go. I guess we can go. And when they got there, they realized they were having a blast, but it was, it was neat. We turned from what was a potential, um, really major disappointment for them into something that was really positive. And, and we, like I said, we got to go out for dinner afterwards and sit down at a nice sit down restaurant, which I normally don't get to do with just the two of them. So. Um, I put on Facebook uh, about our adventure, and I said, but shh, don't tell mom. I don't <laughs> want her to feel left out. I did tell her, um, but it was kind of cool. So that was those. I like those impromptu little adventures with the kids. Sometimes we plan these big ones, and they're good too, but I think the ones that are just kind of like last minute are the most fun. I don't know. Do you guys, how do you think of those? I mean, well, you can't really, with Yana, that's kind of hard to yeah. do, but... But uh, right now she gets to give us lots of last minute. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> yeah. You change a diaper totally. and then at the last minute oh, she's she'll doing go again. three diapers in a minute. Yeah. So that's our fun right now. Yeah. Okay. That's, well, that's yeah. way, you know, that's way it goes. Yeah, before long, it'll be two diapers in a minute and then and it'll be down to one in a minute. And then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for me right now, it's a challenge of getting. All of our schedules to line up. Oh, you with know, your kids, yeah, got, because your your teens are all really busy. Yeah, 
Yeah. One's going to school and working multiple jobs and another one, actually two of them are going to school and working multiple jobs right now. Yeah. And another one started senior year of high school. Yeah. So the schedules were very different. And, but now we're all getting together this weekend for the wedding. Oh, that's, oh, right. Yeah. That's cool. So we'll all be there. So it's really nice. So, you know, when we're there, I want to see, I'm thinking, I might be too busy, but I was thinking it'd be a good time to take the recording equipment and record an episode with your dad. I think that would be pretty cool. This weekend might be a little busy, though. But yeah, you might um, be able to pull it off. Yeah. It's also, it could be up. cool to get your brother on there, too. That'd be really cool, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. But Because uh, yeah. he'll have two grandkids and his daughter there. So Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 So And you yeah. could say, like, what's it like getting remarried when you have your child and two grandchildren? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We get to meet Rucker for the first time. Yeah, this is your grand nephew. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm a grunkle. You're a grunkle? A grand great, uncle. A great uncle? Doesn't mean I'm a grumpy uncle, just a grand uncle. Okay. Yeah. A grunkle sounds like something that you... It does. It sounds like grumpy. But well, I was thinking it sounds like something like uh, you've contracted a grunkle and you have to like, <laughs> have it removed or something. I don't know. Um, or for your boys, I'm the funkle. What's that? For your boys, I'm the funkle. The funkle, the first uncle? The fun uncle. The fun uncle. <laughs> okay. Sure, yeah. Because the they funkle? beat on me every time I come by. So. Yeah, they like to be That's on That's how I, Charlie peeked his head out to see who was knocking at the door. And he, when he saw me, he had this big grin. And so, of course, one night he opens the door, I'm met with karate chops and all sorts oh. of good stuff. So. Yeah, they uh, they like to beat <laughs> on you pretty well. They do. Yeah, that's cool. Good old Bruce Lee. You, <laughs> Josh, you're an uncle. Do you get, you yeah, have kids? I love you get, it. Yeah, do you have, get beat on a lot by your? No, I have so much fun with my nieces and my nephews. Yeah. We're actually really, really close. How many do you have? Ten. You have ten nieces Around and nephews? There. I mean, two. How many siblings do you have? Five. You, oh, wow. Okay. Four. Four. There's five kids in the family? Yeah, there's five kids in the family. Okay. All yeah. right. So, so yeah, four. four. Yeah. And okay. And then. Kids. Every one of them. Yeah. And your brother that tried to bring back the sailboat from with your dad. Yeah. Which one? Is he the younger than you? Yeah. He's the younger than me and I yeah. have a younger sister and then two older sisters. And my Oh, wow. My second oldest. So my oldest sister has one child. My other sister has four. Oh, that's five okay. right there. My brother has one. That's six. But then I have more than that because my sister-in-law has three that's nine so yeah ten. oh yeah yeah ten's right what about your wife's do you have any do you have any in-laws that have kids that's my sister-in-law oh okay gotcha yeah. okay yeah, yeah, yeah. so that my wife sense. only has one sibling and yeah she has three kids okay. and i'm really close with them like i watch them all the time i was wow. out there last week mm, nice. hanging out I with them we have a whole bunch of time let's see i don't know how many i have so i have three from you your yours rob and then my sister has two kids so there's five and then my brother has two kids there's seven, and then... Well, my side would have four. You've got four. Because you have right, Presley's your niece also. Right, yeah. So I guess I have more than I thought. So I have four. I have eight, I guess. I didn't even think about that. Wow. I wish... Because I have four on your side and then four on my side. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My brother and my sister each have two kids. And my dad, for Christmas last year, or the year... Two years ago, because last year we went, he, uh, my dad, I think I've 
mentioned it before. He's a genius in my mind, but he's right. got. All I'm looking kinds forward of, to meeting him. Yeah, he's amazing. I love him, but he's got a bunch of trinkets in the house. One of the things he has is a plotter, and he loves printing stuff. You know, he likes making printings, and well. For Christmas, he had all of us there, me and my, so me and my four siblings, and uh, in the, um, he got us big chocolate bars, mm. and then when you open the chocolate bars, there's a golden ticket inside of it. Oh, cool. Oh, that said, stuff. only your wildest dreams could ever imagine, you know, it was basically from Willy Wonka, yeah. and it was a Disneyland ticket. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so, so he good. bought the whole entire family disneyland tickets oh that's so, awesome yeah it was amazing incredibly uh, generous of him yeah because he also paid for um, lodging and everything else that's really cool that's very you think about that i mean and he went obviously too right what's that he went as well oh yeah yeah so i mean that's probably as much of a gift to himself yeah. as it is to you guys because then he gets to spend all that time it's, and see the grandkids experience it you and, know my it's crazy my dad who we've talked before is my stepdad but who i call dad yeah right got remarried to divorce my mom yeah so he's technically not my stepdad anymore you know but i still call him dad oh yeah and he got remarried and his wife angela is her name and they don't care so biologically neither one of these people are your parents but they're still your parents as far at least your dad is yeah and uh but she loves grandkids. Yeah. Like loves, loves them. So and my, she got a bunch of them. Huh? Oh, she was just in hog heaven. Oh, golly. My brother has three kids. I said one, didn't I? I meant three. Yeah. yeah you said one. Well, I thought he was, had, I thought he, he had seen three. more than one kid. And uh, so they were hanging, she was hanging out with those two grandkids the whole Disneyland trip and just, I mean, in hog heaven. Loving it. Yeah. That's really cool. That's good. But yeah, yeah. so that was cool to hang out with the whole entire nieces and nephews for three five days in disneyland yeah a lot of fun. okay cool we uh yeah i was thinking about i have the eight eight grandkids but they're all it's weird my so i have a brother who's two years older and then i have a sister who's 10 years younger so in the terms of the order of the kids my mom had been waiting for a you know growing up it was my brother and me of course and then we figured my sister was a last-ditch effort to have a girl because she came along 10 years later. And so, and then, of course, when my brother started having kids, it was like they were. she was hoping for a granddaughter because she got her daughter, but she was really wanting a granddaughter too, I guess. And so, but he had two boys. And then my sister had kids, two boys. And then we had <laughs> our kids, two boys. So my mom... Has six grandsons and no granddaughters. Oh, no. And she never got a granddaughter, but she was happy with that because my brother's oldest kid has a baby girl. And so now she's got a great, great granddaughter. It took oh, her three generations, nice. but she finally got her, got her, uh, that's way cool. Granddaughter. That's pretty cool. So anyway, yeah, good stuff. So I thought, um, tonight, since this is. <laughs> To not to put a damper on on the conversation, but I was thinking tonight we could talk about stresses of parenting, like what stresses us out the most. And uh, Josh, you're, you got the newest kid. I think you should go first because sure. you might have the most stress. I do, <laughs> yeah. It's point. incredible. I'm actually sleeping in the guest room right now. Yeah. Not because I need sleep, but because I can't relax. In You're um, always getting up checking on Yana. I'm getting up very rapidly and violently, though. Like when oh, I say wow. violently, not, you know, like just swinging my You're like body, bolting out of bed, bolting out of bed and freaking my wife out, waking her up, waking the baby up. 
about 10 or 15 times a night. Yeah. So my wife's like, you're in the guest room. So it's a yeah. win-win. That's got to be intense. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. And, you know, I was talking to our OGBYN and our pediatrician, believe it or not, because our pediatrician, one of the, you do the questionnaire about postpartum stress and uh, mm. we were kind of talking about it. And she's like, well, postpartum is the thing that can happen for a father too. Right. And she's like, it sounds like that's what you have. And I'm like, well, I'm not, you know, uh, depressed by any means. And she's like, well, postpartum isn't quite like you would think stress would be. It's in different things. And one of the things is this, you know, I can't stop worrying about SIDS. And so I freak out all day, all night. It's crazy. Just worrying about things I never thought I'd worry about. Is the uh, postpartum, is that actually more like just post-delivery? another way to say it yeah I th- yeah that's how it sounds to me that's i mean that would make yeah especially if she's saying it, it, it includes i mean you hear about fathers having like sympathy like labor pains or sympathy contractions or whatever yeah, i had none of those yeah <laughs> <laughs> you were you're unsympathetic i told my wife i was like you finally know what a man cold feels like what a what what a man cold feels like a man cold you never heard of a man cold no Oh, it's like, you know, when your husband, my wife says when your husband's sick and he is worthless and crying and you oh. know, it's like, yeah, now you know what we go through when we have a cold, having childbirth. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so basically what you're saying, men are big wimps. Right. And yeah, exactly. I got it. Okay. Exactly. I, <laughs> yeah, uh, I just, I don't know. Sometimes I don't think I'm that big of a wimp when I get sick, but. Maybe oh, I, I, am. I probably I'm am. I'm, I probably am. My, I will say, my wife, when I'm sick, she takes really good care of me. I mean, I don't ask her to do stuff, but she, like, over the weekend, I've had some respiratory stuff going on, and so I, uh, I started working in the yard on Sunday, and I'm like, I can't do this. I got to go in uh, because I started really short of breath. I couldn't breathe, and so I'm like, I went and laid down in bed for, I don't know, like most of Sunday and Monday, Labor Day, and. Uh, just watch TV. You know, it's, it's actually kind of nice. My kid would come in. One of my kids would come in. They'd watch, some, you know, like 15 minutes or something with me and then go leave and come back. But she she was really good. She came in and brought me, oh, here's something to drink for you. So she, like, was really, like, proactive. She didn't, I didn't ask her to do anything. She just kind of instinctively brought me something. And I thought it was really cool. So anyway, yeah, so maybe I am. I, maybe I'm whiny and I don't realize it. That's probably true. And she's reacting to that. It's possible. Yeah. What about yourself? Uh, you probably have as much stress as me worrying about things having a senior. Yeah, Rob. We, and a, two, a, two adult You've children. got three teenagers and one of them is a daughter. That's got to cause you some stress right there. Well, and, you know, I we were coming back from orientation day last year, freshman year. And she went to Pacific for that first semester. And my car keys got stuck in the car in the ignition would not budge could not get it out and we ended up having to call a tow truck and towed the car back to salem and the, so the tow truck driver's talking about his kids going to college and how he's reluctant to let her go to a a, a school away you know away from home he said how do you feel about that i said my daughter's She's very reasonable. She's got a great head on her shoulders. And she's sitting next to me in the tr- in the tow truck as I'm saying it. And it was all true and from the heart that she's going to take care of herself. And I mean, sure, there's 
crazies out there that could, you know, change a, something in a moment's notice. But I, I know for what, what we can control, she's, she's very adept and now a resource for people that may be in riskier situations than she has become in. And so I, I kind of just roll with it that, um, and I trust she's going to make wise decisions. It sounds like she's got some additional training too that maybe the average person might not have. So maybe she's, you know, she's somebody who's maybe a little more of her surroundings and stuff too. She does. I mean, and it's that sense of awareness that she's had that kind of a wisdom in a way from, for a long time. Yeah. You know, that, so I, I don't worry as much about, I, I don't, I mean, there's, I do it. It's one of those, things as a parent. I mean, she lives at my house and so she can come home from late at night from a class. Like the other night she left from a movie or or a movie on campus for one of her classes and came home and an hour later, I'm going out. Wow. Yeah, because a friend needed some help and someone to be with. So she did that and um, she didn't, I didn't know if she was going to be home that night or not and so I was, you know, kind of alert, like Josh has been, yeah. not as intently, but um, just, you know, notice when, you know, if she's back or in the morning when she hadn't come up back yet, just a simple message. Yeah. Are you okay? A sign of life, please. Yeah. So. I can remember when I was a teenager, even after we, like, my brother and I got cars, uh, my dad, like we worked in a pizza house and I'd work till sometimes two o'clock in the morning. Uh, because I think we closed, I think the, I want to say our pizza house closed at one o'clock in the morning on Friday nights, Saturday nights. And so we would close up and we'd get, leave and, uh, get out of there about two o'clock. And my dad, he wouldn't go to bed until we got home. He would mm-hmm. be laying on the living room floor watching C-SPAN, <laughs> you know, the <laughs> government access channel, uh, watching it. And most of the time he was asleep. He'd fall asleep on the floor with a pillow. You know, he'd go get his pillow and he'd, uh, I'd come home and wake him up. And yeah, he would not go to bed. And I, I've tried to not be too much like that with like my wife. My kids obviously aren't out running around at all hours of the night. But um, yeah, I've tried to, I've tried, it, it, it's, it is difficult when she's not here. It's difficult to go to sleep when my, when my wife isn't here. I mean, I'll mm-hmm. go to bed because I go to bed pretty early anyway, and she stays up usually uh, for for like an hour or two after I go to bed because I have to get up so early. But it is sometimes, it's when she's gone, it just feels different. It's hard to go to sleep. I, you know, I lay awake a lot, a lot longer. and But so I'm hoping when my kids, I want to give them, the, you know, the freedom and the autonomy that they, that they really need. But yet I'm also worried that I'm going to be like my dad <laughs> staying up and uh, until, until they get home. I know I'm going to be that dad. Yeah. Well, you've got a daughter too, which is I think even oh, maybe yeah. even more. One daughter, she's yeah. going to hate me in high school. I was already. You guys have seen Uncle Buck, I'm sure. Oh, I love Uncle Buck. That's yeah. yeah that's that's going to be me. Yeah. I like to keep a hatchet in my trunk so sharp that I could shave a gnat. <laughs> John Candy, man. Was he was a great actor. <laughs> that was a great role. But uh, no, I'm going to be that dad, just overly protective, and because I'm. I'm already kind of a worry wart anyways, so when sounds like it. When I uh down the road I'm definitely gonna I'm my wife's gonna probably gonna be the one that's like 
kind of she's gonna be talking you off the ledge hey calm down yeah i have to back it up too because all this began when um her behavior in middle school and high school when she started you know going out and um with friends and she was always responsible about checking in yeah so when you know that there's that i think establishing that yeah. yeah once that that's established and you know that they're going to keep you abreast of where they're going to go where plans change. Like, you know, we're, we're leaving McDonald's now. We're going somewhere else. Yeah. And with cell phones, I mean, you know, a text I'll message know, is yeah. so easy. Yeah. Now. She'll have a tracker on her phone. Compared to, I'm thinking, yeah. My I'm, wife has a tracker on my phone and I have yeah. a tracker on her phone. It's nice to know where we're, we're both at yeah. all times. Just, you don't have to worry about like when you're driving to the coast. Or That's driving. a good question about privacy and, and, you know, need to know. Kind I of mean, thing. you can, they could turn it off if they wanted to. I mean, like, you know, you can turn yeah. the tracker off. Well, my, until she's 18, I'll probably right. have a tracker on her phone. Once she's an adult, then she can do what she wants. But yeah. But I, I mean, mean, I mean, if, she, even if it's the, she's got access to the phone. Right. You could turn it off with a click of a button. Right. Yeah. I mean, so she could, if somebody mm. really wanted to not be found. So my dog's going to have no privacy until she's 18. <laughs> Sorry, Yona. Um, you, what you do is get her a bedroom door with a big glass window in it. Oh no, I'm going to do it. No. My friend, my friend, Aaron, we were just talking about this last week. Her, his daughter is, uh, in high school. Or, Cam- surveillance camera. No. Oh, she had a friend over a guy friend or well, I guess it's a boyfriend. Oh. And, uh, he's like, yeah, you guys enjoy it, but keep the door open. Yeah. Door slowly starts creeping close, slowly starts creeping close. So he went and took the door off the hinges <laughs> and that's what I'm going to, that's what I'll probably end up doing. I've, I've heard of parents doing that. Dads, especially. That was done in a movie scene or TV show series I watched recently. Yeah, what? Where they had to take. It's called Thirteen Reasons Why. Oh yeah. Mm. Okay. It's based TV. It's based off the book. Yeah. And it's a girl that committed suicide, and she gives thirteen reasons why. She records it on audio tape. Right. I've heard of that one. And she. So people have each person that she blames for her death have a. Or who have had something to do with the reason why she eventually committed suicide. Yeah. They each have a cassette tape. And Mm. so anyway, on one of these um, episodes where there's a boy who's at risk, they've said the door needs to stay open. They haven't took the door door off the hinges, but that's one of the rules. The door needs to stay open. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, for me, we have a different kind of stress. Our stress is... Mainly when kids are not wanting to go to bed, and my wife and I, she usually does bedtime because, like I said, I go to bed early. But, but if I mean, she gets stressed out because, you know, you got one of them that's just not—he's just goofing and being silly and and all that and causing problems and and trying to make the other one laugh and and succeeding and making the other one laugh and it just makes it really stressful. And you know, it's now like, you know, nine thirty and they got to go to school in the morning now, and so it's. Uh, you know, just that she gets really stressed out. And so I kind of hear, I can hear her getting really frustrated. So I will sometimes get out of bed and go and try to deal with it. And then sometimes I get, so our stress is usually more around like kind of kids acting out, I think. But maybe down the road, you know, like think back to your first son when he first left the house. Now this is number two leaving the house. So maybe... The worry level has come down a little bit. That could be, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, so having, yeah. So think back about when your first son left the house. Were you just a complete? I don't know. I can just. I would think I would be a mess. I I don't know. I mean, 
you should answer this, but I mean, I have a thought on it too. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to, I mean, Adam is not your typical kid. Um, <laughs> I don't think either of mine are, yeah. any of mine are well, typical. I mean, but. He especially is like, he's kind of, he has a maturity level and a, uh, I don't know, he's super responsible. I mean, Amanda is too, obviously. I mean, she she is too. But, so I think when you, if it, if Adam were my kid, I don't think I'd be that worried about him leaving the house, you know, because I'm like, he's he's kind of got his stuff together, and plus he's got a now a fiance that I'm thinking like pretty much first night. Oh, first night out. Oh, yeah, first night out. Yeah, you know, okay. you just help your that, son get to college or yeah. wherever, and you get back to your house and you're laying on the couch watching TV, and you're just like, yeah, wow, smokes. they're not here. They're on their own. They're, and not, he's on yeah. his own. Like this. Yeah, we'll see. Like Josh is going to go most likely at In this the point. <laughs> Josh, Josh wants to have that talk with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the guard is good, um, but he's a recruiting officer over here. He's <laughs> he's probably gonna go down to Southern Oregon University, and that's a good four or five hours away. And that'll truly be, you know, like Amanda was. She was able to be home and. Just about an hour tops. Yeah. From now she's like, from now her, it's like 10 minutes, right? Yeah. Now, today, today she left with 10 minutes to spare to get to her bistro job. Oh, yeah? Yeah. She Did she was, make it? I don't know. But yeah. um, she. I know it's possible. Yeah. Especially at six in the morning. She did this pretty good. She usually times up pr- pretty good. And But yeah, I would think about Josh, but he's also a good level-headed kid. And yeah. Um, good, good smarts all around. Street smarts, books, knowledge smarts, and and so I. What about when they got like driver's license? Because I just I just gave Josh a ride home yesterday or day before. I think it was yesterday, and uh, he was, I was asking about his classes he's taken now that he's you know, he's a senior in high school, and and he said he was uh he's taking a class called getting to know your car, and I was kind of teasing him a little bit. I said you know for you it's getting to know. Somebody else's car because he didn't have one. But um, True, I yeah. asked him if he was going to get. Yeah, I didn't have a car until it was. I, I, yeah. yeah, I didn't either. We were. Um, I think I was probably nineteen before I had one. But I was, uh, you know, I asked him if he as he thought about like getting his driver's license, and he said he's been thinking about it, and and uh, but so you've taught you have two kids now. Was that stressful teaching your kids to drive? That seems like that would be really stressful, or seeing them like because I know like they take less and they get driving lessons from somebody else too but just seeing them out on behind the wheel at all well they each got to spend time with me seeing them behind the wheel yeah and amanda had extensive time in a class as well yeah okay so i know she wanted to take my boys out and i the deal was i had to ride i had to go for a ride along with her just her and i before i let her drive my kids that's a, that sounds like a very prudent idea. Yeah, for anybody. Yeah. yeah, but I know that was, and she had there was a, at least I know for you know our folks out of state, there's, or even out of the country, there is in in our state in Oregon, there is a law that you cannot have like there's a you have to be above a certain age before you can have anyone underage ride with you unless they're an immediate family member. So I can't remember the exact numbers, but and there's certain requirement yeah. for a length of at least driving. six months. I think. Yeah. 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 So and there's also um, a requirement now where you, I think you have to have driver's education 
even before you can get your driver's license in the state of Oregon now. Oh, is there? Yeah, I haven't. I'll have to check on that I one. I know in Washington that's how it is. My, yeah. My home state, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, those are good. I never had driver education classes. I mean, my dad taught me to drive. And um, I remember <laughs> my mom, when we bought, or when I was, I must have been about 10, um, my mom, we bought a new car, and my mom did not know how to drive. It was a stick shift. She didn't know how to drive a stick. And I remember my dad trying to teach her to drive a stick shift. And my brother and I were like in the backseat of this, it was a station wagon. And actually in the back end of the station wagon, it shows you, I mean, that was before seatbelt laws. But we were way in the back. And I just remember that like the car bucking and bucking and bucking and installing. And I remember my dad yelling at her, no, 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 and getting after her. And then just um, her just sobbing behind the wheel <laughs> as I the car comes to a halt. Yeah. And so I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I don't think I ever, I don't want my dad to teach me to drive, but he did, and it was it was a lot better. But Fletch. he insisted that we learn on a stick, so that we would, so that he didn't have to. Stick. He didn't have to go through that with uh, somebody else because when you learn on a stick, then of course you, you know, switching to an automatic is easy, but it's really hard going the other way. So, but yeah, so I I think that could be stressful learning to learning to drive. Oh yeah, I mean, well, teaching it somebody to drive. To, yeah, to teach, but um, I. I think maybe my skill as a experience as a teacher helped out a little bit. Yeah, that's probably with true. Patience yeah. and yeah. I mean, I've, I was never a driving instructor, but right. But you taught kids, and you can yeah, and yeah, some patience and yeah. I think uh, yeah. In terms of that's something I'm I'm kind of looking forward. I'm definitely looking forward to teaching my kids to drive uh, because. It's that, you know, you get that one-on-one time with them and it's kind of a bonding experience, I think. But so I, although I guess it it could be stressful, I think the stressful part would be having them drive off for the first time with you not in the car. That's probably, I think, in terms of kids driving, the most stressful part. Especially when it's further away. Yeah. Or depending on the roads you go, they go on. Yeah. And like. Let's say like to for my parents, you know, there's two options to get to my par- parents' house. Yeah. So you can take the freeway the most of the way or, or a rural, yeah. rural road. And, you know, you can say like, can you get to grandma and grandpa's when you go? I'd like, really like you to take the yeah. the state highway, not the freeway, Yeah. you know, to get up there. And it's a straight shot. You can't miss it because they live right off of the freeway. Right. I mean, right off the highway. Right off the highway, yeah. Yeah. So. So it, but it. I think for every situation, it's like when you know what what you have, what their abilities are, what you've taught them, what yeah. you've seen them do in your own presence. It's having trust. It's having trust to extrapolate that to that next situation. I mean, and anytime we get the behind the wheel or anybody, you know, it's you never know what's going to come. Right. Yeah. You can't always account for the crazies out there, and we just we'll drive ourselves nuts. If well, thing is distracting driving. When oh, I yeah. start driving, you know, mm. right. when I'm driving, because I commute, so do you, Will, yeah. like over an hour every, you know, two hours a day commuting. And every time I pass someone that's driving like crud, it's because they're glued to their cell phone like this, yeah. you know. And I have the the do not disturb feature on my phone and really make the effort. And it's still even hard for me to not grab yeah. my phone, change the music or do this, you know. And I'm thinking... Yeah. I see all these teenagers or 20-year-old kids driving down the freeway just glued to their phone like this. I'm just like, that would be my fear for my yeah. daughter. You, you know? you, True. I, that makes 
I agree. That's with scary. You. Rob, you sent me um, a link to an app. Uh, not to plug an app, but it was called Forest, I think. Oh yeah. And this is a uh, this is not just for driving, but it is a for distraction. It's supposed to help curb your uh, phone distraction, and it's an app you can install. And I've actually I've been using it a little bit. I downloaded it and been using oh, nice. it a little bit. But um, where the idea is is you it has a forest or a tree theme. So you um, the idea is you plant a tree, you set a timer, and you plant a tree, and then that tree will grow during that time. And then um, and then you can each time you do that you I mean you can you have to leave your phone alone when you do that. So if you go out of the app, then it kills the tree. Um, so, and then you can go back and you can look, you've planted, you can, you got a screen where it shows your forest with all the trees you've planted. So it's a visual representation of how many times you've actually put your phone down and left it alone. And so you can change that timer from anything from like 10 minutes to, you know, two hours or whatever. And I read, when you sent it to me, I read some of the reviews on the app, uh, on the app store. And it was a lot of like students, you know, who are obsessed, you know, college students are obsessed with their phone or high school students. And so it's encourages them to put it down and leave it so they can study or they can get schoolwork done or whatever. And then, you know, then the timer goes off and see the tree grow. And well, you can they see the tree grow. And then you can look back at your, the day you can look back at the week or the month or whatever. And you can see all these trees that you've planted. And, and sometimes if they're, it's kind of cute. They're, if it's only like a 15 minute one, it's a bush, not a tree. <laughs> and so, uh, but it's, yeah, it's pretty, it's a, so things like that, using those kinds of apps, like for driving, you know, that's, I don't think that's a good. I hadn't thought of it for cool. driving, but yeah. yeah, I think it would work well for driving because like, mm-hmm. especially for me, I mean, I, my problem is, is I, I get stuck in traffic and then I, when I'm stopped, and then that's where I'm tempted to pick it up and do well, something. We do. Yeah. So yeah. I use the, you know, I have iPhone, the the driving feature on the iPhone. Yeah. So it locks in. It's like, are, are you sure? You, you know, it detects that you're in a car driving. Are you sure you want to unlock? Oh, yeah. So it's like a reminder. No, oh, I don't. That's good. Yeah. yeah. It's really awesome. And then that's it sends the text exactly. messages out. You know, when people text you, I'm driving. Um, if this is an emergency, please respond with urgent. And then it will go past the app. Otherwise, mm. it won't even notify me that I have text messages while I'm driving. Oh yeah, that's what I had to do just because of it's just not worth it, you know, to yeah, right, plow into the car in front of you and kill yourself or somebody else over a, a phone. I rear-ended somebody one time because I was. This was wait, wait, wait. How, let's not mention date times just in case insurance companies listening. Oh, this was like thirty years ago. Okay, that's yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm this looking was out like for you. thirty, maybe maybe not quite thirty, but twenty-five years ago, twenty twenty years ago, because I was fiddling with my stereo just. I mean, it was like five or six seconds. I looked down, and the car in front of me had stopped. And this was on just a road. There was like hardly any traffic on the road, but they had stopped to turn left into somewhere. And it does not take much at all. Yeah, it really doesn't. So anyway, there's our PSA for the for the week. Leave your phone alone when you're driving. But going back to being stressed out, I think... Um, our biggest stressors, like I said, are with kids when trying to get them to do something that they don't want to do, what they need to do, like trying to leave the house and they're not getting their shoes on or they're not, you know, and it's easy to say, okay, fine, come on, we're going to go. And, uh, that, 
that works sometimes. If there's other times it just totally backfires. And it's so weird. You know, I can feel myself getting stressed out and then getting upset and all that. And my wife and I are usually pretty good when one of us hears the other person, their, their voice rising or, you know, um, their volumizing or just the whatever. Usually we can sense when the other person's getting stepped out, stressed out. We kind of try to step in and take over and then be the calm voice of reason. And 90% of the time that works pretty well because then the kid is, you know, it's somebody else to deal with. And then who's, you know, maybe being a little more rational because man, when you're stressed out and you got a kid that's just giving you tons of grief, Man, their part of your brain just shuts off, and it just you just go into this completely irrational mode. So yeah, it's called lizard brain. Yeah, lizard the brain. Dinosaur brain. Yeah, yeah. The oldest yeah, part, the fight or flight. Exactly. Part. Yeah, it can be stressful, but um, I always try to. If I do end up losing my temper, I try to make sure that you know I let them know when I've come to my senses. Look. I tell them look, I was acting like a crazy person. You know, I yelled at you. I'm really sorry, and try to make sure they know that it's this is just being human. And and just like they get mad at us and they yell and scream at us sometimes, it it goes the other way too. But not that it should. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, being a parent can be stressful. But man, there's so many good things like this. You know, the weekend we had where the day where we went swimming and went out to Spaghetti Factory. At that restaurant, that was really cool. Like so, yeah. Anyway, there's moments. Uh, those moments totally make it make it worth it. So, mm-hmm. anyway. All right. Well, you guys, any other last thoughts? No. Yeah. You guys got any? Rob, uh, you got big plans. Oh, go ahead. Well, I, I was thinking for the for the kids to know. You can check out their love language, for one. Oh yeah, you know there's so, a, there's a book for kids about their love languages. Okay, just like there is for adults. Yeah, right. So you can learn to speak their particular love language. I think mine's food. <laughs> not one of them. But that's yeah. not one of them. Okay. No lasagna. No, they're not okay. Right. <laughs> Are you um, sure lasagna's not one Garfield. of them? Food one is, of them must be one. Food of them. is not a love language. Okay. Sorry. I love food though. Yeah. No, okay. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, and also maybe they're. Their learning styles, yeah, you know, like the Gregoric method is one. If they're an abstract thinker or a rational thinker, yeah, and then uh, Myers Briggs can be hard to do for for younger kids, but you can get to see once you understand them a bit, you can yeah. plug them into whether uh, like I had a one of my children growing up was definitely he was more of the on the Myers Briggs temperament, more of the J type meaning he needed no. the structure of the time yeah i've he done wanted that to know the before. plan he needed to know okay what's the plan for the day dad when what are we doing yeah and so i've done than myers brig but i remember very it's been a long time so i remember i just remember there's being four quadrants and you're somewhere on that isn't that right something like that am i remembering you that you right? could do that you could graph it in the quadrants yeah, yeah. but it's probably easier to remember that compared to whether you're introverted or extroverted yeah whether you're more spontaneous or structured Mm. whether you're more intuitive or sensing based yeah or whether you make decisions based on 
how you think in your brain or your feeling in your heart. Mm, okay. So. Yeah. I was talking to somebody not terribly long ago about Myers-Briggs and that led into a conversation about Harry Potter and uh, the houses. The, the, oh, which house the, are they yeah, which house, of? And, yeah. And we were saying that really it seems like that the what house, you know, the hog, whatever house you're sorted into or you identify with on the, from the Harry Potter franchise, that's almost like become the Myers-Briggs for like the millennia generation. I have people, kids that work for me right now that have, you know, Slytherin, Gryffindor. Yeah. And they, they all have their, they did a test. Yeah. And it turned, told them that they were... Whatever, whatever house, house they, they were they in, are, yeah. and now they legitimately. That's that, what they yeah, do. that they might use, help understand part of their personality, but yeah. But you know, if you take Myers Briggs and, and work it towards understanding how you tick, yeah, and your you know what job function you might be best at or career wise, you know what what kind of a role energizes you, or, um, you know, if you have an introverted child, then. Yeah. Too much extroverted time is going to drain the heck out of them. They need to be on their own to recharge Mm. and you know take. Or extroverted is they get drained by having the attention and the interaction and the stimuli from other people. Yeah, and then being alone too long is like torture because that drains them. Mm. So yeah, yeah. I guess it's good to know. Like yeah, because I mean, there's a lot of adults that don't even know how they. Mm-hmm. tick or think or you know they just right and so it'd be yeah for kids that want that'd be really good but yeah yeah good conversation um yeah in any case i think uh yeah just being able to listen and talk and and get them to open up and share i think that's that goes plays right into that and knowing mm-hmm. being able to know how to get them to do that so by kind of understanding that that personality style. So, all right. Any last thoughts? No? All right. Well, uh, this has been a good conversation, I think. Definitely. This has been a kind of a one of the more serious topics we've talked about. So, um, yeah. yeah, but it, but good. So, uh, if you'd like to join in the conversation and drop us a line, you can reach us at podcast at gmail.com or you can... Drop us a line on Twitter um, at PWG at PWGU podcast. Um, I have to say, I think I'm have been really remiss. I think it's been a couple episodes since we got a an email. Or was it was a Twitter. I can't remember um, from uh, someone named uh, Sarah in Montana, and she said, "Welcome, Yana." So it was after. Oh. That episode. So she, I think it's been probably three episodes, maybe since. Oh, thank you. Since I saw that, so I keep forgetting to mention that. So, thank you, Sarah from Montana. We really um, appreciate you writing in. And uh, if you guys, if anybody else out there wants to drop us a line and talk about what stresses them out as a parent or how you cope with stress, that'd be a great. Um, we'd be really glad to hear from you and hear your thoughts. But I think that's going to wrap us up for this week. Uh, hope you guys have a great week and we'll do you guys see you guys next week all right bye everybody bye